0: Hello and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast about people who die. I'm your host, Angela, and today I'm joined by my sister in law, Eden, who lives more of a cleaner lifestyle than I do. So I chose to, I chose a story that's more in line with, I guess, like how some people might perceive the health field. But it's from the past and it's not like, not saying anything negative about it it's just it just it's just how there's like a misconception about how everything that is supposed to be the way it's supposed to be is like I I don't know you'll hear the story and it'll make sense as to why this showed a story and I might have to like cut all that rambling out but it's fine so do you want to introduce yourself
1: yeah I'm Eden I'm Angela's sister-in-law we've known each other what seven Seven, years now seven almost seven years yeah That's about as long as I can remember. Yeah, exactly. I met you the year you got married. Mm -hmm. So this should be interesting. I mean, I am a registered holistic nutritionist, so I'm sure whatever is coming my way is going to be very interesting. (laughs) It won't be bad. All right, let's do it. All right.
0: So, Anna Grace Gimstad was born June 9th in 1995, but in late October of 1996. Anna became really sick, and within two weeks, her kidneys gave out, part of her brain became clogged with dead blood cells, and her heart failed, and she died on November 8th, 1996, like at 16, 15 months. So it's just right in there, little baby dies, which isn't really the best thing, but it's kind of a more interesting case, because fortunately, this one isn't going to be murder-related. Okay. If that helps. (laughs) So it was due to her very young age, as well her, as like her sudden decline in health, that the blood tests were performed by the U.S. CDC, which you know is the Center for Disease Control, mm-hmm. and they found E. coli in her system, which is very weird for someone her age. She's very young, and usually they're not. You're not like as parents, you're,
1: you're very careful about what you feed your kids. Yeah, and a lot of kids don't eat a lot of meat or, you know, it's packaged finger food. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So around the same time, beginning on October 7th, 1996, 66 people got sick with the same strain of E. coli, 14 of whom were children that needed to be hospitalized with hemolytic uramic syndrome, a severe kidney and blood disorder that was very likely to... Um, lead to permanent kidney damage and other lasting problems. So this was not good news for... But then they still hadn't kind of figured out, like, what was the connection with these kids? Like, what are they all eating together? Because, you know, the the age range was so varying and everyone eats so many different things. So on October 12th, 1996, a four-year-old, four-year-old Amanda Berman in Seattle was visiting her father with her mom... And because he was undergoing a bone marrow transplant to combat leukemia. And shortly after she returned home to Chicago, she contracted hemolytic uremic syndrome and nearly died. She spent 16 days on kidney dialysis. And although she recovered, she remains a risk for kidney failure later in life. And she's younger than us. She is. It's a really rough start to the beginning of your life. So, as authorities scrambled to figure out what the connection or the connecting factors were for the same strain of E. coli where everyone must have gone, they soon came to realize that the favorite, like the connecting factor was Anna's favorite fruit juice drink, which was made by Adwala, which is still a company that's around, in case you're wondering. Get out. It's that fruit juice company that they usually sell at Starbucks. That's how. Um, Amanda got sick, and that's also how Anna got sick. So um, Odwalla is a California company who promoted its products as some of the nation's freshest and healthiest. And this is because Odwalla's apple juice was unpasteurized because the company declaimed that the process of pasteurization alters the flavors and destroys at least 30% of nutrients and enzymes in fruit juice, which I have heard In like I've heard in a lot of blogs and other people who are a little Mm. bit more holistic or who are all about raw foods, which is why I thought this story would kind of like meet you a little bit more because it's like I'm not it's not bagging on raw foods in any way. It's
1: just that you can get sick if you're not definitely get sick. And I think people who are immune suppressed, like if you have cancer or if you have a small child. Yeah. I mean, if you get sick, you're going to get really, really sick. And you don't realize it because you're just you think to yourself like as an adult,
0: if you. Eat, drink something unpasteurized and you get like a certain strain of a disease, sometimes you get yeah. stronger from it because your immune system fights it so well, but usually children don't have
1: that. I, I mean, I definitely think that the techniques that we use to package those types of products, they have it's changed drastically in Since our lifetime. 90s, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of um, vacuum sealing technology. They can get the air out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about large scale companies, I don't know how they stay consistent with how they maintain quality control if they're shipping all over a country as large as America. I mean, you know, we're local, so we've got a couple different raw juice um, producers, but they're really only going to ship, you know, to a quarter of Ontario. And they're going to be more careful about what they pick, but their companies don't have that. And I, I mean... I have a lot of misgivings about giving kids fruit juice in the first place. Yeah. I don't is think it, they need is it. It's the sugar because you are It's already the sugar an and it's, it is concentrated. Yes. When we juice something it's concentrated. It's a high dose of sugar. Um you might as well just give your kid an apple. You're missing out on a fiber. Your kid doesn't need a juice cleanse. Like it's just nonsensical. You don't need to give your kid premium juice.
0: I think most of the time it's just parents just being like, I'm busy. I'm already at I'm Starbucks, and it's marketing just, too. Yeah. Like they're like,
1: oh, it's enzymes and it's unpasteurized and it it's organic, and they think they're doing it's like this great thing. Unfiltered. But you're paying yeah. five bucks for a juice when you could have bought several dozen apples and actually have fed your child instead of just giving them a big dose of something some children don't like apples though it's really weird it's true yeah uh it's just so
0: sad it's so many kids so instead ottawa washed their usable fruit in a sanitizing chemicals before pressing and it wasn't the chemicals that got them sick obviously Mm because e coli isn't from chemicals the company had seen a lot of criticism in the past year as tests discovered low levels of Listeria monocytogens, a pathogen that can harm pregnant women in 1995. So after they found that, the company spent millions of dollars upgrading the plant safety features and bacteria was, was reduced to relatively low levels, which I think is pretty normal for most food places. Like you can't get rid of bacteria or anything completely. It's pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, and not without like, just like chlorine and yeah. like all this other stuff you don't want to put in your body. So Odwalla's technical services director, Dave Stevenson, suggested to Odwala executives that the company should add chlorine rinse to guard against bacteria on the skin of processed fruit. This would supplement the existing phosphoric acid wash process that they already had in place. But Chip Bettle, the Odd Wallace senior vice president, dropped this idea, fearing that the chemicals would harm the fruit and alter the flavor of the juice, which is also something that I've seen in like a lot of like, yeah, if you follow like more holistic diets and stuff, they'll say that they would rather get a little sick in comparison to adding more chemicals into their diet Mm because they already feel like they're sterilizing their body to begin with. And I feel like... It was, he wasn't doing it to make more money. He was doing
1: it because he thought it was the right thing to do. Definitely. And I mean, that's also the identity of his company yeah. is to be as holistic as possible. So he's just going to try and sell to the demographic that already buys from him. And, and that's it, a
0: lot of the time what people want. Yeah. And like you just like even reading the story, it didn't it felt like they really they, didn't, they could have tried harder. Obviously. Everyone could try harder. Yeah. But they did the best they could reasonably, I guess. They, they weren't going to check every apple that goes through the facilities because there's so many. Exactly. They're not going to check every employee to make sure that all of them are washing their hands because unfortunately that's going to happen. Employees are disgusting. People are disgusting. Oh, so, people are totally disgusting. Yeah. So on October 30th, 1996, after Anna became ill, but before she died and- Um, health officials from the state of Washington told Odwalla that they had found a link between the outbreak of E. coli 0157H7 bacterium and a batch of Odwalla's fresh apple juice produced on October 7th. So they figured out exactly which day and which batch because it wasn't every batch. It was just that batch. This particular strain of E. coli was especially worrying because only three years before in 1993, the same strain infected 732 people and killed four children. And that actually happened in Jack in the Box because they served undercooked burgers and it wasn't raw. It was just that in Washington, they're required to cook their beef to 155 degrees Fahrenheit. Which is a necessary um, temperature to kill bacteria. Mm-hmm. But they instead chose to follow the federal law, which only required beef to be cooked to 140. Fahrenheit, and those
1: fifteen degrees is what kept it huge. In I mean, you grew up beef. in America, and I yeah. grew up in Canada. So when we go stateside, and they're like, "How do you want your burger?" I'm like, I've, "No one's ever asked me yeah. that before." Ground beef in Canada has to meet the same kind of requirement. I think it's yeah, one fifty-five or one sixty. Yes, just to be safe, just but in case. Yeah, And America's like choose your own adventure. We S- just don't have that yeah. option. But I guess that that's the reason why wow. like those
0: kids got so sick, and because of that, you know, for kids died and then it's also discovered that that strain of E. coli is only found in the intestines of cows which is also leads to the question of how the hell it ended up in fruit. Fruit juice. Yes. So it was confirmed on November 5th that it may have resulted from rotten fruit because even though Adwala had an agreement with all the apple companies and all of their fruit vendors that they would only be um, getting fruit that they picked from the tree directly and none of the fallen fruit. That doesn't stop a worker from just getting fallen fruit because let's be for real, like you have a set number of baskets you have to fill. So if you have that and you see like fruit on the ground and your trees, then you're going to do it because... You don't think much of, you don't think you're going to get a, like you're going to kill someone from that. No,
1: I wouldn't. I no. mean, I've definitely gone apple picking and eaten yeah. it off the ground. I've eaten
0: off the ground before and I just never think of that, but it's like immune systems for children are so different. So, and they think that that was the possible source for the E. coli. Um, it was confirmed on November 15th that the bacteria had to have come from outside the factory as the inspection done found no evidence of E. coli contamination in the facility. Because, you know, like they have to figure it out. Like They still actually haven't figured out exactly how it got there. So that's kind of worrying too. But I think it probably is like, you know, whatever there's fruit, there's going to be deer. There's just going to be like wildlife running around, pooping on the ground. And if any of the f- apples fall or any of the fruit falls on the ground and then they like purify that, even if after a clean, some of the bacteria stays and you only need a little bit to get someone really sick. So... Um, The outbreak came to a surprise to Odwalla's supervisors and the plant had to be inspected by, or it's because like the plant had been inspected by the FDA three months earlier and they were not aware that E. coli bacteria could could grow in acidic chilled apple juice. Like they didn't realize that because usually you reassociate, like nowadays we associate E. coli with literally everything because the romaine lettuce scare and everything. Exactly. But back then they just assumed that it always came from burgers or raw meat. That's how people usually died. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know about it. So Odwalla immediately voluntarily recalled 13 products that contained apple juice from 4,600 stores. Wow. Um, carrot and vegetable juices were also recalled the following day, just in case, because because they were processed in, this, processed in like the same line. So th- just in case there was any cross-contamination, like it's just safer to get rid of everything. So the recall cost the company $6.5 million and took 48 hours to complete with almost 200 trucks being dispatched to collect the products. Because you have to reimburse all your vendors too, especially if you want to keep you know, if you want to keep your business yeah. at a future date. So as a direct result of this, Adwalla's stock fell by 40 percent and sales of its products dropped by 90 percent because they lost all. Our, they took yeah, everything that's on the shelves. So steep. And it was at the end of the fiscal. Like it's end of the year. So, yeah, shareholders would be pissed. But I mean. I do have to admit that it's one of those times where I'm really glad a company
1: just did just it. did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, didn't I fight it exactly. I mean, I feel like product recalls in the last five to ten years too. I mean, it's there's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, companies will do it, but it's it, it definitely begs the question if we've allowed food to get so big that we can't really keep tabs on it yeah. because, you know, companies will ship all over the world. Or I
0: feel like nowadays we just know what gets us sick more because before yeah. if flour had E.
1: coli in it, we just didn't know. It's it's so interesting that it hurt them so badly. And I mean, they just did a recall of Jane's chicken strips not yeah. that long ago. And it, they're still around. And they're still on the market. And yeah. I don't think it hurt them any. So at least, at least if something happens, I don't know if it really impacts consumers now the same way as it did then. I think it
0: depends on what it mm-hmm. is, especially if it's like a voluntary week recall. People are more likely to be more
1: forgiving. Exactly. I mean, it's definitely something, um, you know, I'm taking a business course and they discuss Maple Leaf. I mean, they had that huge recall mm-hmm. and people got sick and died. But at the end of the day, they're still around because the company stepped up to the plate and they said, yeah, we, we definitely messed up. Let's yeah. recall it all. I'm always weirded out when I see like Potential salmonella on like raw chicken? though because I'm like, aren't you supposed to kick the chicken anyways? You are. I feel like it's um a, a, a sticker insurance on people who aren't very good at cooking or they're not smart enough Just to in know. Case. Yeah. I think chicken's
0: one of those things where you should be very careful. With you chicken. should be careful, yes. but
1: I mean, I mean, there's always that one person who didn't learn how to cook I mean, until you they're go to 30, 30.
0: You get chicken sashimi. Chicken sashimi. So, so missed the boat on that one. Uh, you can ask your boyfriend next time to do it. <laughs> So um, the company ended up having to lay off sixty workers and posted a three, or sorry, eleven point three million dollar loss. And a takeaway from this was that the outbreak happened because Adwala sold unpasteurized fruit juices, even though that the standard in the juice industry was to pasteurize all your juices. And like nowadays, we have more options. We actually have you can get unpasteurized, you can get pasteurized, can. whatever. I think it's more about like knowing I don't think I would ever give my child that but I wouldn't have known that in 96 because how would you Mm -hmm. now it's like after something really terrible happens is when you you start learning different things which is exactly sad because someone has to die for you to change it's true I mean that's
1: usually something really terrible has to happen before anything happens I mean that's how you end up with a lot of worker health and safety laws somebody lost a foot or you know a finger and then they change it no one thinks ahead yeah and we, we can't always foresee a problem until there is one I mean I think nowadays the the bottom line is if you have a child under five pasteurize it or if you want to do raw make it at home mm-hmm. I mean there's been some wash pretty, everything in like vinegar, wash everything I think right it's vinegar and water exactly right? and yeah. your, your child I mean they'll eat when they're hungry. Yeah, You don't have to worry about it. And and what this company was doing, I don't know if there was the technology to keep it clean because this is, we're talking 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, this was like,
1: pasteurization was still around. But then I think- I mean, really, you could think that their idea was kind of revolutionary for the time. I mean, we think you can go into a grocery store and you can get unpasteurized honey and juice and cheeses and yogurts. And that wasn't very common, but it's, I think the- The processing and the testing is better than it would have been previously. Yeah,
0: and I think it was just different because you never like I don't think people ever thought to check for E. coli in vegetables before. Yeah, like
1: who would have thunk it? No. Um, But yeah, it is really common now. I think CNN ran a story um, five-ish years ago about, um, listeria and the woman got it from cantaloupe. She was yeah. pregnant. She thought she was eating really healthy and doing the right thing. She ended up being very sick and it, um, almost cost her her child's life as well. I mean, that's cantaloupe. And I mean, listeria is scary because and you, can't, you, you don't even, even need contact from an animal product. It just grows on moisture. And on top of that, it's like, it's cantaloupe.
0: So it's not like it had direct contact with anything. You cut that rind off before yep. you eat it. So it's like, you it's like don't eat anything yeah it's <laughs> just get on the IV immediately yeah and that's just it. straight liquids from now on <laughs> uh, no not even liquids i don't even know not mm-hmm. water either depending on where you're living because you don't want to be in Flint, michigan drinking water because that can yeah. really screw you over it's a mess so um the lack of pasteurization and numerous other flaws in its safety practices resulted in odwalla being charged of 16 criminal counts of distributing adulterated juice And Odwalla pled guilty and fortunately didn't fight it because I would have been more mad if they did. Mm -hmm. And they were fined $1.5 million, which was at the time the largest penalty in a food poisoning case in the United States. Wow. The company donated $250,000 of that fine to fund a research in preventing foodborne illnesses. Obviously, the judge had to agree to that, but yeah. Odwalla also roughly spent eleven million dollars settling about a dozen lawsuits from families whose children were infected, but interestingly enough, the only person who died their her family and his family didn't refuse to sue them completely refused to because I think they understood fundamental like fundamentally that like Odwalla didn't mean any harm it was, it was just, it it's just, just it's it just it's is. a brutal,
1: awful accident yeah. I think to. I mean, they know that's not going to fill the void um, of losing their baby. But I do yeah. understand why parents with children living with that problem yes. would need to sue. I mean, especially in the if US. You have kidneys and like you're gonna diseases. need yeah. that fund available to pay for medical care, yes. possibly for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. um, which is really frightening.
0: So the company instead chose to pay for development of a park in Anna's name, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. It's in Greeley, Colorado, which is where she lives or she she lived. And it's called the Anna Grimstad Memorial Park. So Odwalla products now go through a flash pasteur. Pasteurization method, as well as several other safety precautions, which I'm pretty sure they learned after this Mm -hmm. whole mess. The outbreak also spurred the federal government to require labels to be placed on all unpasteurized fruits and vegetables and, like, on their fruit containers, Mm -hmm. which I think is really important if you want to make the right call. And the actual source of the E. coli was never found. Oh,
1: that's, that's the really troubling part for me,
0: too. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you think, I still think about the romaine lettuce thing. And I'm like, they think they know. Like, they think it's an idea of, like, the cow farm. And, and then, like, the, the water drained. And yeah, the runoff. There, they think. But it's one of those, like, it's a good guess. And I, I think the best guess they have is that people just picked fruit off the ground. Yeah. Because there was, like, people saying that, like, some of the fruit was really rotten and it shouldn't have gone in. But it's like, you can have really... Bad fruit, but that's not usually the reason why E. coli is in there. Typically, no. No, it's definitely because someone picked it off the ground and put it in there, and that was that was enough. Yep. So um, this is usually the part where we end the podcast, but instead we're gonna talk about our friends' podcast. Yeah. Um, our friend Katie and her friend Jen started a podcast called The Horrible Place, and they currently have three episodes out and their last episode was about like a video game, like a horror video game, which I don't play a lot of horror video games and you don't either. No, I mean, I would be up all night having nightmares. Yeah. So they're stronger than us. Yeah, they're stronger women. Yes. They're, they're better at like that kind of stuff than we are. I'm really bad at jump scares and I know you are too. I'm bad at all scares. Yeah. You know me, everything scares me. So if you listen to this true crying podcast podcast and like, like the kind of horrifying things that happen, but also want to hear more different horrifying things, you can head over to thishorribleplace.com and listen to their podcast. It's going to be good, right? And I'd also like to thank, because this is my first time back or second time back um, by myself with just guests. So I'd like to thank the couple of podcasts have been very helpful to me um, keeping my mental health intact online um murder on our mind podcast the dark rose podcast and undercover coven have always been there for me and i really appreciate the small community of true crime podcasts out there that we support each other especially when everyone is around to tear us down so i really appreciate it but i guess until next time hopefully i'm not dead but if you die, I promise I'll talk about you. I want all – yeah, all the graphic details. I'll give all the graphic details about your death. Hopefully it won't be like boring like you felt. Oh, no, no. It's going to be disgusting. Or you're going to get hit by another car. Yeah, I'm going to get hit by another yes, car. Yes, and then it will be way more interesting that way. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and if you like us, whatever, comment, review, um, our email is people keep dying at gmail.com and if you would like to be a part of my podcast you can email me and let me know and maybe i'll see you soon too so bye, bye.